Greetings and welcome to Annette Adrift, the story of a cursed knight bound by honor to defend her kingdom from the ancient evil that threatens it. My name is Vigil, and I'll be your guide to the unforgiving realm of Valerius as the knight Aveline fights to forge a new legend. Remember, friends, that to survive this perilous journey, you must move with purpose, guard your soul, and always beware the darkness. Beyond the frost-caked panes of glass that filtered cloudy light into Fowlon's family home, a terror-filled scream pierced the early morning in Stonefall. Dreams of rest evaporated when Aveline's eyes snapped open and darted at the door as she stood. The chair that had served as her bed the night before toppled over with a loud smack on the wooden floor, startling Bell where he froze with pan in hand. Without a word to her companion, the knight tied her tall leather boots stalked across the room, and snatched her sword from its resting place against the wall. She looked longingly at the stack of familiar armor pieces beside the weapon, but shook her head in dismissal and glanced down at the dark symbols on her hand. There was no time to fumble with metal and straps, only time enough to act. Belle's face, lit seconds before with a proud, toothy grin, became a grim mask of confused shock. Another scream, louder and more frantic than its predecessor, startled the healer from his reverie. As Aveline rushed past him toward the door, he returned the sizzling skillet to the fireplace and tossed his cloth apron to the floor. For a moment, he appeared stunned, until he noticed Fowlon's eyes open. Despite whatever tragedy waited outside, Belle could not help but smile. The injured girl had sat up in bed, grumbling beneath her breath. Aveline paused to nod at Fallon, who for her part only shook her head and scowled in reply. I must go, the knight explained as she put a hand to Belle's shoulder. She looked away and started again toward the door. Wait, the healer replied. Aveline slowed, but when Belle dashed from the room, the knight continued on toward the exit. As she wrapped her shaking fingers around the door's handle, she considered what may wait beyond. The sigil on her hand pulsed with a dull sensation, as if the sound of a drum reverberated in the distance, begging for reply. Somehow, Aveline knew a demon was close, that a void-born enemy now besieged Stonefall. The knowledge did not bring her any comfort. Adrenaline surged through the knight's body. She hoped it were not too late to forestall disaster. Aveline glanced at the sketch of the king where it laid on the table beside Celine's old journal and admonished herself with a sigh of frustration. Despite her fear, she pulled open the door. A storm of tiny snowflakes burst into the room on a tide of frozen wind. Hey! Belle called. Aveline turned in time to catch her blue cloak, clean of blood and dirt and fresh from a careful wash. 
it appeared as though it had been patched and repaired, its silver threads re-sewn. Aveline was amazed by the work. It's cold out there, the healer advised. Though a small grin played on his lips, his eyes were serious, his voice forlorn. Look to the center of the town. It's market day. Most are usually gathered there, Bell added. With a practiced motion, Aveline draped the blue cloak over the simple clothes gifted by Celine and fastened it at her shoulder. Out of habit, she dipped her mouth and nose to the fabric, breathing in its familiar smell and warmth. Aveline peered over the cloak's ridges at her new friends. Guard Faulon, and await my return, the knight ordered, her own voice quiet and full of regret, like she did not expect to return. Before Belle could reply, Aveline was through the door, slamming the thick wooden slab behind her as she went. Aveline ran down the main street of Stonefall, the homes she and Faulon stumbled past the night before flashing by in her periphery. An inch of fresh snow crunched beneath her boots as the night moved toward the center of the village. Above, shafts of sunlight pierced the scattered storm clouds that had collected around the distant mountain peaks overnight. Aveline ran on, searching for the source of the ear-splitting screams. The sigil on her hand throbbed with a dull ache and glowed more brightly by the second. The knight recalled the village's layout from the day before, and heeding Bell's advice veered left. When Aveline saw a collection of abandoned wooden market stalls ahead, she sprinted faster toward her destination. Yet another howl of despair sent a tremor of fear through the knight's body. Beads of sweat collected on her face despite the cold. When she reached the square, Aveline slid to a stop. Looming over a collection of townsfolk at its feet, a tall creature enveloped in black shadow stood in stark contrast to the white, frozen world around it. In one hand, the demon held a middle-aged woman, lifting her by her hair from the snow-covered stone. In the other, an enormous, jagged sword forged of darkness stretched far out to its side and rested on the ground. The woman shrieked in pain and terror, and clawed at the hand that held her prisoner. The demon tilted its head down near her tear-streaked face. It seemed to sniff the air around her, drinking in the woman's horror. Below her, two men and another woman lay motionless in the snow. Yet another man writhed in pain, hand clutched tight to a bloody steaming wound in his chest. As Aveline peered through the swirling gray aura that surrounded the creature, she gasped in shock. Black crystal covered the human-like body, as it did all demons, but this thing's obsidian resembled a set of plate armor. Knight's armor, crafted of shadow and void. A helm, cuirass, gauntlets and more adorned its form. At Aveline's approach, the Black Knight turned its abyssal visage away from its prey and toward the newcomer. A guttural laugh choked forth from the impenetrable lightlessness that was the dark figure as though it were pleased to see Aveline. Step away from them, you beast, Aveline commanded. Her lonely voice echoed in the silent village as a blast of mountain wind tore through the town and scattered the fallen snow. Sword gripped tight between her warm palms, Aveline stepped slowly toward the Black Knight, who laughed again. I was beginning to wonder 
when you'd find the courage tonight, the demon casually intoned. Its voice was viscous and indifferent as it raised the screaming woman even higher from the ground. At this moment, a broad-chested, middle-aged man emerged from a side street behind the Black Knight, a stone-crushing hammer in his hands and a determined expression on his scarred face. With a start, Aveline realized the man was the same who had threatened her and Fowlon the night before. Garvin approached the demon, stepping as lightly as possible through the blanket of snow so as not to make a sound. But it was not enough. When Garvin raised his hammer to strike, the crystalline creature turned its head. Garvin, don't! Aveline shouted. For Stonefall! The mason screamed. With uncanny speed, the Black Knight smacked Garvin away with the broad, flat side of its greatsword. The burly man hurtled toward a nearby wall and with a sickening thud struck the stone before tumbling to the ground. Though he was still breathing, a stream of blood spilled to the snow from a gash on his head. Can you believe these people? So indignant. Left alone for years, and they think they can defeat us with mere hammers. Pitiful, the Black Knight scoffed. It looked again at the woman held aloft in its grip, then shook its head and tossed her away. The woman crashed through a market stall before skidding to a stop in the snow. Aveline could not determine whether she was alive or dead. And though the ground around him was stained red with blood, Garvin persisted, sucking in breath and grasping his heavy weapon in a trembling hand. With slow, thunderous steps, the Black Knight approached the Mason, who despite his injuries raised his face to his towering enemy. Garvin spat a wad of blood at the creature. You... You goddamn monster. Dawn will smite you, the man growled. He tried to stand, to lift his hammer, but his right arm was twisted and broken. <laughs> I doubt it, the Black Knight mocked. It brought its sword high overhead. Aveline looked on in horror, but could stand by no longer. With a war cry, she sprinted toward the demon, desperate to stop Garvin's merciless execution. Another sarcastic chuckle shook the creature's body as it swung its massive crystal sword downward. Aveline shouted again, her blue cloak flapped behind her, and then time slowed to a crawl. Through Aveline's eyes, everything appeared submerged beneath gray leagues of shadowy ocean. The demon's movement seemed impaired by the pull of gravity, as though its weight had been multiplied a hundredfold. Errant snowflakes stood still, transformed into permanent fixtures like tiny stars suspended but a short height above the earth over which the night tread. And how she tread, still nimble and free, unaffected by whatever magic had in this fleeting moment answered her deepest hope, possessed Stonefall, and plunged the world into darkness. Aveline stopped mid-sprint to look around her. She felt like she could reach out and touch the shafts of morning light. It was then that she noticed the sigil on her hand, burning brighter, more painful than it ever had before. The arcane insignia was lit from within, as though candles flickered beneath Aveline's skin. Visions of the void, of the souls of soldiers consumed, flashed before her eyes. The Black Knight's sword was closer now, 
its uneven and perfect blade but a hand's length above Bleeding Garvin's neck. Aveline watched the demon for a moment, confused by whatever was happening to her. But as the Voidborn blade approached its target, the knight remembered her purpose. She dashed toward the Black Knight, intent to stop the horror that would soon befall Garvin. As the long, shining blade of Durandal made contact, the dark world around Aveline was replaced in an instant by the sunlit realm from which she had been temporarily snatched. The knight's bright sword deflected the demon's killing stroke and sent the massive weapon crashing to the snowy street. The Black Knight gasped audibly. Aveline's eyes widened. How did you? The demon shouted. Aveline swung her sword again. The creature leapt backward, out of its adversary's range. Still shaken by the experience, the knight glanced over her shoulder to assess Garvin, whose mouth hung open in bewilderment, then down at the sigil on her hand. Dark shadow emanated from the brand. The Black Knight rumbled with laughter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, seems you're taking to the void like a fish to water, a bird to the sky. Before long, we'll be like brother and sister. Master will be so proud. In response, Aveline brandished her sword. Without a word, the knight ran toward her opponent, eyes ablaze with murderous intent. The demon responded in kind, launching its enormous body at Aveline. In seconds, their swords split the air between them, the blades glancing off one another, spinning and striking. Engaged in a deadly dance of martial supremacy, the knights circled, then strode forward to collide again. The creature's swings were clumsy and erratic, but what it lacked in training, it made up for in bestial strength. Its unrefined weapon, little more than a flat club crafted of darkness, splintered at each contact with Aveline's sword, but always repaired itself within a churning black shadow. With Durandal, Aveline rent great chasms in the demon's obsidian armor, but never to any lasting effect. I haven't time to play with you, child. Where is Roland? Where is that coward hiding? Tell me now that I may yet spare this sad place. The Black Knight demanded. Its questions roared through Aveline's ears as she deflected another of the demon's strikes. The knight hopped away and stepped forward to interrupt the creature's pursuit with an upward slash. Shards of the Black Knight's armor clattered to the snow before evaporating. Aveline said nothing, but the demon continued. I just sent you on your way with little word of warning, huh? You think you know a man. Or... Or maybe you don't know the Great Knight as well as you think. You ever wonder what happened to your parents? The Blue Knight's breath caught in her throat, and her feet faltered beneath her. The demon pounced, allowing Eveline only a second to raise her sword in defense. Their weapons crashed together in an explosion of light and dark. As the demon knight pushed its shadow blade against Aveline's, the dauntless edge of Durandal bit into her unguarded right hand. The young knight clenched her teeth and stifled a cry. A stream of red poured down the knight's arm, staining her sweater and dripping to the ground. Jets of steam erupted from the mouths of the combatants and mingled on the winter breeze. Aveline could feel the grip of her left hand weakening, her arms giving way beneath the creature's mass. Every second, the two remained locked in challenge. <laughs>
Roland's advice from training yards past echoed in her mind. If ever a fight becomes a contest of strength, you have already lost, he would say. Aveline stared hard into the blank, crystalline visage that passed for the creature's face. It had been a mistake to stay close to this deadly thing. Just when Aveline had decided to sacrifice her right arm to her folly, an arrow whistled within a hair's breadth of her head and embedded itself with a powerful snap in the creatures. A lattice of dark cracks had barely erupted from the point of impact, when another arrow struck only a thumb's length from the first. The Black Knight roared in pain, then shuffled backward and huffed in frustration. Its otherworldly bellow echoed off the village's low walls and the mountain beyond. Torrents of steam burst forth from the creature's head to mix with the wisps of shadow that poured from the wounds in its face. Aveline stumbled backward in astonishment and then whirled on her heels to see her ally. An irrepressible grin spread across the knight's face. The string of his black wood bow still thrumming, Bell stepped hesitantly into the town's center square, led despite obvious fear by a scowling Falon her silver wolf's head shield raised proudly before her. What are you doing here? Aveline demanded. Though the pair was a welcome sight, it was easy to see the red flowers of blood blossoming on Falon's torso. I told you to stay in the house. This is my fight. My fault, the knight shouted. Hey, don't look at me. I trust you to manage. You're the blue knight, protector of the realm and whatever. But she insisted, Bell said, as he slipped another arrow from the leather quiver hanging at his side, and in a quick, single motion, knocked it on the gifted bow. Falon shuffled forward a few steps and raised her shield. With a laugh, she smacked the metal with her hand and waved. Only way to get this lazy ass out here, she shouted over a freezing wind gust. The young guardian glanced down at the dead and injured, laying amid the ruined, snow-covered market stalls. Bell, look. I see them, Bell replied, all trace of jest having abandoned his voice. And I see you've made friends. How touching, the Black Knight taunted. In a savage motion, it grabbed the long shafts of the arrows embedded in its face and tore them away. As shadows spewed from the wounds, the demon snapped the wood like twigs. You've watched so many dying radiators. What's a few more? The void-born creature roared as it flung its obsidian body at Falon and Bell. Aveline threw herself forward and rushed to intercept the Black Knight. The world slowed around her again, submerged for a time in a gray miasma, as though she had returned to the void and were traversing it of her own free will. A cold sweat broke out on her skin at the thought. Everything appeared as if reflected in a dark mirror robbed of light and definition. But still the knight could move. Still the knight could save her friends. Falon slowly raised her broad shield, eyes narrowed, mouth set in a grimace of pain and determination. A look of desperation illuminated Bell's eyes as he drew back on the bowstring to launch his next arrow. The demon was closing the distance. Aveline ran, Durandal's gleaming edge held behind her and ready to cut. The Black Knight collided with Falon's shield, 
clutching the silver edge in its crystalline claws. As it wrenched at the metal and tore at the young guardian, Bell let fly another arrow directly into the creature's blank face. With another loud crack, the shaft buried itself to the fletching in obsidian. A growl of pain rumbled from within the thing's heavy form as it lifted its sword. In a burst of shadow, Aveline arrived. The knight planted her feet, twisted her body, and with a flash sliced through the claws wrapped around Fallon's shield. A chunk of the demon's appendage and four of its fingers flew through the air and then smashed in the snow. The Black Knight screamed in agony. Belle grabbed Falon and leapt with her sideways to avoid the demon's interrupted blow. The sword flew by the pair ineffectually as they stumbled to the snowy ground. Falon cried out in a spasm of pain. Shadow streamed from the Voidborn's wounded hand. In halting, awkward steps, it backed away from the trio of fighters. Its arm held close to its gloom-shrouded armor. The creature bellowed again in defiance, as though it were eager to engage the knight and her friends, but paused. Amid the swirling, wind-blown snow, the demon gazed upward to the sky. Still as a statue, it spoke to itself in quiet tones. No, I can do it. Leave me be, the creature said. Baffled, Aveline raised her sword to prepare for more. The demon kept talking. She doesn't seem to know anything, but this is her chance. Why not kill her? Kill them! <sighs> it's only my- The demon ceased its protest mid-sentence, apparently silenced by its unseen master. <sighs> Very well. It conceded with a growling sigh. The Black Knight held out its sword, which shattered and vanished in a burst of shadow on the breeze. Until next time, Knight. Run while you can. Collect your friends. It'll make it all the sweeter when they die by your side. Consider yourselves hunted, it said to Aveline. The demon laughed. Like its sword, the creature exploded in a mass of smoky gloom and was carried away on the wind. The knight gasped in astonishment, then raised her eyes skyward to search for her adversary. Surely it could not simply appear and vanish at will, could it? Aveline's eyes opened wide in surprise at yet another unexpected sight. Sitting atop a nearby roof, the mysterious white fox watched the knight with a look of anxious concern. It nodded at Aveline, but said nothing, before disappearing like a specter behind the roof's edge. Holding her bandaged side, Falon planted her shield in the ground and leaned against it. After a moment watching Belle tend to Garvin, she turned to Aveline, eyebrow raised. Neat trick. You alright? The knight continued staring up at the spot on the rooftop the fox had occupied a moment before. A wave of exhaustion washed over her. Aveline shook her head. She looked at Belle crouched now beside a lifeless body half-buried in snow, then raised her left fist to stare at the black sigil. After a silent moment, she locked eyes with the young guardian. No, I am not all right. A Night Adrift is written, narrated, and produced by Devin McKernan. Original music provided courtesy of Kai Engel, Chris Zabriskie, and special guest musicians 
Pierre Bondifer, and Ian Alex Mack. Want to hear more? Visit anightadrift.com to join Aveline's journey, follow us on social media, and be notified of new episodes, art, and stories. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. Thanks for listening.